Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Small Biz Brainiac. This is your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. I know you're super excited to be here today. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Unemployment Insurance Benefit Qualification Rule Change, a recent change that happened here just uh, last month. Now, you'll remember from episode 109, Robert Attridge taught us some basic aspects of the state unemployment insurance system and how you can manage your cost. Now, going forward, I'm going to say UI for unemployment insurance, all right? So the UI system is mandatory. It's a federal and state-run system for paying income replacement benefits to the involuntarily unemployed. And the UI system was created out of the Social Security Act. Now, I'm sure you've also heard it referred to as FUDA, which stands for Federal Unemployment Tax Act, and SUDA, State Unemployment Tax Act. So what is this? Is it a tax or is it insurance? Well, the answer is yes. It's an excise tax that funds an insurance-like system, so it's a hybrid. The Internal Revenue Code calls it this. It says, There is hereby imposed on every employer for each calendar year an excise tax with respect to having individuals in his employ. Okay, so it's a tax on labor. And, as Robert pointed out, your state UI rate is controllable to a certain extent. You have no control over the federal unemployment tax rate. Now, each state has a minimum and a maximum rate. So even if you had no claims, you're still going to have to pay in the minimum. And even if you had all your terminated employees collect UI benefits, you'll never pay more than the max. So that's just a little overview of the system. So let's talk about the benefit qualification rule change. Now, in 2012, a new law was passed called the Middle Class Tax Relief and Job Creation Act of 2012. And this law allowed states to test applicants for drugs as a condition for eligibility for unemployment benefits. So now benefits could be denied for failing the test, but only if one of two of the following conditions applied. So if the employee was terminated from their last job due to the unlawful use of a controlled substance, then they wouldn't qualify. Or if the only available suitable work for the employee was in an occupation that regularly tests for drugs, then they wouldn't qualify. Now, the first rule is easy enough to understand. You know, if the reason they were terminated was drug use, then they're not going to get benefits. But what is an occupation that regularly tests for drugs? What does that mean? Well, the Department of Labor was responsible for creating a final rule establishing that list of occupations. And it took them until September 30th, 2016 to actually implement that list or that rule. And the rule defined occupation as a position or class of positions that are required or may be required in the future by either federal or state law to be drug tested. The rule listed the following five categories. Occupations where testing is required by state or federal law. Occupations that require carrying a firearm. Motor vehicle operators carrying passengers. So I guess you could be a motor vehicle operator not carrying passengers and 
that's okay if you use drugs. And then aviation flight crew members and air traffic controllers and railroad operating crews. Well, the Trump administration and the new leadership of the Department of Labor believe that that list contradicted congressional intent by really limiting the state's ability to do drug testing. And so on March 31st, 2017, President Trump signed legislation called the Ready to Work Act of 2016, allowing the states to decide for themselves. So now they have a lot more flexibility. Now, what does that mean for you? Well, hopefully it translates to lower UI tax rates. But in order to give yourself the best opportunity to take advantage of this, you should establish a drug-free workplace policy and you should require pre-employment drug testing. Now, not everybody is happy about this. The National Employment Law Project published a policy brief in February calling this an unconstitutional solution in search of a problem. And they listed five reasons that the that it's a bad idea. The first is they said it's unconstitutional. Well, to that I say the the UI scheme is forced on employers, the state sets the rates, and they determine the benefits. So if your state wants to require benefit recipients to pass a drug test, then I would think that it's well within their rights to do that. I'm no lawyer, though. But look, no one's forcing your former employee to apply for UI benefits. Besides, if the federal government can force you to buy health insurance then I'm pretty sure the state can require you to take a drug test before they pay you money from a policy that you didn't even purchase. I mean, after all, it's not a violation of the U.S. Constitution, apparently, to force people to buy insurance. So I think it's a stretch to say that the state couldn't force you to take a drug test before they gave you a benefit, especially where it's completely voluntary. Now, NELP's second reason is that state-administered drug testing is redundant and needlessly shifts employer costs to the states. I'm not exactly sure what they're getting at here, because they say that 20 states already deny benefits for job loss related to drug use, and they also say that virtually all states treat drug-related discharge as disqualifying misconduct, even if not explicitly referred to in their discharge status. And to that I would say... That may be the case, but the UI system is completely employee-friendly, and it's amazing what people get away with. Now, it won't matter what they were terminated for, or possibly won't matter if the state assumes that position. So if they're using drugs while unemployed, maybe they didn't use them while they were working, but they're using them while they're unemployed, and they're not able to collect benefits now, I think that's a good thing because their drug use is probably preventing them from getting a new job anyway. Now, the third reason is that state-administered drug testing is a poor investment of public funds. Well, I agree with that, but government wastes a lot more on things that have a lot less value. And fourth, they say that jobless workers have earned the right to unemployment insurance. Well, this one makes me laugh because UI benefits aren't an employee right. Premium wasn't paid for by the employee. Now, in some states, I think there's three states that pay a small portion. So in those states, if anyone applies, let them have their pro rata portion. Problem solved. And finally, the fifth reason is they say it promotes negative stereotypes of unemployed U.S. workers. So do they mean the ones who use drugs? Is that a protected class now? A minority group that deserves special protections? Whatever. Now, Robert J. Ringer wrote a book in 1974 called Restoring the American Dream. 
And this is the solution to all this problem. In his book, he explained his quick-as-hell full employment plan. He said, eliminate all unemployment benefits, and people who don't have jobs will find them quick as hell. So I say get rid of the system, and if employers want to provide unemployment insurance, let them purchase it from the free market or fund their own program. And if employees only want to work for an employer that provides UI, then they're free to do that. Well, there you have it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.